Welcome to another episode of The Pity Party. This episode will focus on our part two of Islamic History Month this October. We are three Muslim women living in the greater Toronto area, calling Canada home for many, many years, coming from different parts of the world. And we have something to say. We have something to share. And you will learn more about the pity and the party that we have going on in our lives on a daily basis. My name is Rabia and I'm blind. My name is Rafia and I'm in a wheelchair. My name is Umaya and I am in a wheelchair too. So today, ladies, it's still Islamic History Month. You know, Canada's proclaimed this, Ontario's proclaimed this as our Heritage Month. And it's an opportunity to educate the general public about the history and contributions of Muslims to humanity. And oftentimes the stories of Muslims with disabilities are absent in this discussion. And we want to make sure that we share some stories of Muslims with disabilities throughout history. We as three Muslim women are making history advocating for disability rights in this country, but we draw on and we find inspiration in the legacy left by historic figures in Islamic history who had disabilities. So we're talking about, you know, the first and foremost story of Abdullah ibn Maktoum. He was a blind man who approached Prophet Muhammad in the city of Mecca, in the Holy Mosque, when the Prophet was in a very important meeting and he had a question. So he heard his voice and he approached him to ask that question. The prophet frowned and turned away because he was in an important discussion with wealthy, noble people negotiating something. In that negotiation, he didn't want to be disrupted. But, you know, God, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Almighty, rebuked him for this behavior, for frowning and turning away from the blind man, and actually revealed a verse in the Quran, a chapter in the Quran, dedicated to elaborating on this experience and indicating that, you know, disability is not the measure of person, a person's health. Somebody needs to put their phone on mute. <laughs> Disability is not the measure of, of, of a person's wealth or, or importance. In fact, it's, it's their goodness, their piety that makes them an, a valued human being. So Ibn Maktoum went on to be the administrator of Medina in the absence of the prophet. Other people with disabilities were scholars, <coughs> were educators. So we have this tremendous, tremendous, rich history of scholarship and leadership in Islamic tradition. 
And we also have the example of accommodation in Islamic tradition. So, you know, in how we pray and how we worship. So there's tremendous, tremendous wisdom that we can draw on to educate people and shift attitudes. And yet we face barriers when we go out and try to participate in Muslim events and activities, when we try to go to our places of worship as people with disabilities, as women with disabilities. So let's talk about that, ladies. Rafia, I know you have stories around this, and I know that you have done some tremendous work to make sure that a major mosque in our community was built accessible. Uh, yes, absolutely, Rabia. Thank you. Um, for me, well, what, more than I would say, a couple of times, I've been told, uh, you know, uh, in the masjid, that I've been told that your wheelchair is najis, which in it, it, that's the Arabic for that means unclean, right? Uh, one one Friday after after salah, I was chatting with two other imams' wife and. And we were having a conversation. This woman came up to me and she said, Sister, I just want to let you know that your wheelchair is not just, on, it shouldn't be on the carpet and things like that. I, I, I remained quiet because the two other imam's wife, they were just like defending me left, right, and center. Sister, you have no right to say that. Da, 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 da. Islam says so and so and so. She's allowed here. And, you know, and I, it, well, one of the things that was amazing was to see how they rise up to the occasion and 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 you know and tell her the truth and many people uh, within the Muslim community does not understand and does not know that it's okay it's allowed we know the stories of the the Sahabias the the woman companions they were wearing long flowing jilbabs and they would be you know um, having it you know drag on the on, on the on the ground and they would come in and pray with that and that was okay it wasn't considered najis it wasn't considered unclean the same thing with a wheelchair and if you look from a fic i don't want to go into all of those details it is it is okay and it's allowed and then in another occasion when they uh, the the um the head of the um organization actually um, pulled me aside and said to me oh by the way i got a complaint saying that you know about your wheelchair you know in the masjid and and then and he's saying uh, but i i give him i give him the the under the the information that it's allowed and it's according to to our islam and he said to me sister we need to compromise compromise like what what message does that send to us like you know islam says certain thing and then now you need to come i need to compromise you know like so compromise in what sense though what we is need to give and take don't move away from the carpet move away from where you want to be in the masjid so please others you know so i i was really offended by that to be I honest know. I know. Yeah. that's that's a challenge and, and you know for me I, like from history i just like to add something that if you look through the seerah like the prophet story uh life story and all the companions there is no mention of disability they had no name so you really had to dig deeper into the characters and the personalities to learn about them right so you'll find out so the that they had some sort of disability so the disability was not the highlight it yes. was the ability it's the ability that you're able, you were looked 
for what you could do. It was <laughs> for what you couldn't do. Right. Exactly. So, and because the Prophet made it inclusive, you know, he absolutely, made it inclusive. Absolutely. Right? And God subhanahu wa mm -hmm. ta'ala is the most merciful. Who's the he's the one? These are like a trial and like God subhanahu wa ta'ala put us through and test and disability is one of them, right? Like there's mm -hmm. a slew number of those, right? <clears throat> so if God subhanahu wa ta'ala gave it to us, right? Like why would he like he gave it to us to test us to see if we're gonna still continue to go to the mosque. Still, we're gonna pray. Exactly. Still, we're gonna do our job. Uh, like whatever, uh, fulfill our duties. <clears throat> you know, it it wasn't like a barrier. It wasn't given to us to shove us aside. This is like, really, this is not religion, and in my in my view, or this is more like culture, like things that we got used to that we don't see the disabled people outside. <clears throat> and in full participation so they don't need to be okay let's let's keep them because mm -hmm. also people it reflects on the person themselves like if the person has insecurities i feel we mm -hmm. take the insecurity and we pin it on you so Rafia, if i yeah. have a problem be seen like in a wheelchair i say oh god how could she be out there and yeah, yeah. Go to the mosque and she's excused she can just pray at home like to yeah. avoid the whole thing like they, mm -hmm. they, they don't i don't i wouldn't think that it's her right to be and a mm -hmm. choice that I, how can I help you come mm -hmm. and practice your religion and pray and be part of the community? That should be mm -hmm. my, my goal and my in the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It's not how do I isolate you or shove you aside. I, I'm going to mention something that's really funny. And I was in one of the mosques like this a while back. And <clears throat> when one woman came to me, she's an old woman. She didn't speak. English, obviously, or Arabic, and um, that's the only two languages I speak. So she was saying some other language, right? That I didn't understand what she was saying. <clears throat> and eventually, she started like, like almost like massaging my head, or, and I didn't even know what she's doing, honestly. And she's like an old woman. I didn't want to, like you know, embarrass her. I was just holding my. I'm trying to be patient to understand what she's trying to do, right? Then somebody, maybe from her family or came around and took her and they said to me, oh, don't worry, don't worry. I said, can you do mind telling me like what's going on? She was be getting blessed by me. Oh. <laughs> can you imagine? Like this is, like because I have a disability, she probably was thinking like, oh, maybe if I touch her, or I say a prayer or something. <clears throat> it, it was like fascinating. So all I'm saying is like <clears throat> the community, like any other community, like we're mm -hmm. all from walks of life different experiences and we all try to practice what we think it is and more to say on this is me i feel like exactly what we're doing we're going to talk about the issues put them on the table mm -hmm. and more so we need to encourage each other to go to the mosque to be seen in the community so people get used to the idea that there are people with disabilities and Look at them, they're fully functional. They can get married, they have kids, they come to the mosque, they work, they pay their debt, <clears throat> they fulfill their duties, right? Like any other human being, right? Mm -hmm. So talk talking talking that. about talking about getting married in the Prophet Prophet, he actually arranged the marriage for yeah. Julaibib, right? And yeah. Julaibib is somebody who we can say, you know, in this age is a, is a little person. And, and he had a very difficult time getting married. What is our community doing in terms of getting people with disabilities? Hey, hey, that's you know? a whole other conversation. I know. A whole other conversation. But a huge one. But look, what's our community doing? My question would be, what's our community doing 
for people without disability? Are they marrying them off? No. Like, I see ourselves, honestly, one of a crowd, right? With a twist. Like the disability add a layer of limitations and barriers and that. But we are one of the crowd. So let me jump in here with a couple of stories now, okay? We're going to come back to the marriage episodes in the future. So, um, you know, for me, growing up here, um, the first place we kind of found that sense of community was going to the mosque. But I had two brothers with developmental disabilities. And when we we used to go to the mosque, you know, when we started to go um, and my brothers were growing up, they would make, you know, noise. They would be noisy. And... One day, um, and this mosque was set up as, you know, women were up in the balcony area and the men were downstairs. So the imam in his sermon, uh, you know, kind of kind of scolded the women for not managing their children and said, you know, if you cannot keep your kids quiet, don't come to the masjid. My mother heard that as he's speaking to her specifically. Yeah. Because my brothers were making involuntary noises as a result of their disabilities. Mm-hmm. She never went back to the mosque. I did not grow up connecting to the mosque until I was able to choose to start going myself. Mm-hmm. And my mother only went back for funerals, for my grandfather's funeral. That was the first time after over a decade that she wow. set foot into a mosque. And I think... You know, because of this kind of stuff is why we came together and formed Canadian Association of Muslims with Disabilities and then eventually Dean Support Services. And we started to do our accessibility services work, advocating for greater accessibility in mosques, offering to do presentations and trainings and, you know, stuff like that, because we know the barriers that people face and we know the impact that that can have. On, on each other's lives. Like if I walk into a mosque and, and you know, when my kids were growing up, I remember this. I remember I had them in Islamic school and I remember going to an event at the school and the mosque connected to it. So it was actually going into the mosque, lining up to go in with my kids. And somebody said, oh, this poor woman is is the, this child's mother. Oh and my goodness. This was one of the teachers. And I was like, and the word, you know, I'm translating, right? So in Urdu, the word is bichari. So bichari or bichara implies that, you know, poor, pathetic, pitiful kind of. How dare you, Rabbi? How dare you be the mother of that kid? (laughs) They don't really know know you, Rabbi. They did not know me at all. And I I overheard that. And I think they said, because of the hijab and the way I dress, that I didn't speak the language, right? So I turned around and I said, yes, I am her mother. Yeah, you know, but but this is very typical. These are attitudes that we face. And, Mm -hmm. you know, people don't understand that making the changes that we need in places and spaces, uh, make those places and spaces welcoming for everybody. Everybody benefits when you have a curb cut, when you have doors that open automatically, when you don't have shoes cluttering the way. Mm -hmm. But we have a lot of work to do, ladies. We have a lot of shifting attitudes. I had a friend in Lebanon, she was very funny. She used to say, 
at least our disability is visible, unlike yours, like the other people, right? Like your disabilities are hidden. So it takes time for us to figure out what is it that you're lacking. But in our case, you look at us and what you see is what you get, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Another another thing I I just want to mention quickly, I know time is running out, is it's very, very important what the imam, the, the sermon that they give. And that's yeah. the reason why we've started the khutbah campaign to ensure that, that the imams and the khatibs address the issues of disability within the community. Yeah, and that happens in the first week in December on international. Because, because spirituality, right, faith, it helps us break down barriers. It helps us educate people and it gives us inspiration. I mean, I tell people, I don't see anything in front of me. And yet I walk out of my house and I put one foot in front of the other. I don't know if I'm going to jump into a lake, right? (laughs) I don't know what's happened out there. I don't know if there's a raccoon or a skunk that's going to attack me, right? But I do it. And I do it because my faith gives me that strength. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Rabia, when I got pregnant, I couldn't tell my doctor that I want to be pregnant. I couldn't even tell her. That's how scared I was. But I went on and got pregnant. And once I told them I got pregnant, oh, my God, you should see the scare, the scary look. The doctor, they had a consultant, the consultant of doctors, maybe four or five, just Mm -hmm. sitting me in a room. I'm alone. My husband was in school, couldn't come with me. He was in college. So, and I didn't know what they were going to do. So they sent me there and discussing me, discussing how am I going to deliver this baby? Oh, and they are other conversation. I know, I know, but they're all so scared. I'm just telling you about the faith, right? They were all so scared because they're using the calculated method, whatever, right? And I'm saying, we're going to do this. <laughs> like, imagine, like, I'm saying, we're going to do this. It's just sometimes you have this faith. I'm going to go back to the faith, right? That you listen to that voice inside you that tell you i'm here with you and i'm gonna help you through it right so that's where faith can help in any situation and that's why we need the community to open up we need the mosques to open up we need the centers to open up like physically and emotionally and open their hearts right so people with disabilities feel welcomed and included and part of the community part of the community because that's that's what it should be that's yeah all right right absolutely and on that note this episode is a wrap thank you thank you thank you thank you